Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Well, 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 we meet again. Holiday greetings and welcome back to Gather by the Ghost Light, original stories for radio theater. I'm Jonathan Cook, your host, producer, sometimes voice actor on this thing. And I hope you guys all enjoyed the previous episode that was released earlier this week, North Pole Noir, written by Patrick Gabridge. It was also the first part of this year's holiday special extravaganza. And today we continue on with the Christmas theme with a new audio play written by New Jersey playwright Stephen Hayat. This one is called Playing With Fired. You're about to meet Samantha Dansby. She's a headstrong lady whose lifelong dream is to work at JC Toys Incorporated. Unfortunately, in order to get the job of her dreams, this young, ambitious candidate has to fire the man who currently holds the position. Now, gather around the ghost light, sit back and enjoy. This is Playing With Fired, written by Stephen Hayat. And be sure to stick around after the story to hear an interview with the writer. Hello, Mr. O'Brien. Do I know you? Not yet, but you will. My name's Samantha Dansby, and I'm going to be your new Senior Assistant Director of Product Distribution. I'm I'm sorry, but but we're not looking for anyone right now. That's great. My mother always says you find the best things when you're not looking. So I was going well, to... How did you get in here? Well, that's not important. Now, about this... No, stuff... no, 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 no. It's very important. I'm the senior VP of the third largest toy manufacturer in the world. I keep a very busy schedule with appointments and meetings all day long. I have two secretaries and they each have two secretaries to make sure I don't have to deal with these distractions, such as people walking into my office unannounced. So one more time... How did you get in my office? It's really not that interesting. Indulge me. I just walked in with two Starbucks gift cards, told them that it was for Administrative Professionals Appreciation Day, which I guess is still a thing, and I told them I was a temp you hired so that they could take the next 30 minutes to grab a latte on you. They say thank you, by the way. Anyways, boring, right? Can we get back to talking about the job? There is no job. Of course there is. Now, I can start right away. Let me rephrase. We aren't hiring for that job. The position was filled two weeks ago. But I need that job. If you give me your resume and leave in the next 15 seconds, I'll be sure to let you know if the position ever opens up. Now, when I say I need the job, I don't mean I need it, need it, like I need the money or the benefits or the pension plan and all that fluff. I mean, it's nice, don't get me wrong. But I can get that from anywhere since I'm smart and determined, and pretty much any suit with half a brain would be lucky to have me. But I meant, I need this job. As in, I need it. I've always dreamed of working at JC Toys. It is what I've always set my sights on. Even as a little kid, I knew I wanted this job. Senior Assistant Director of Product Distribution? Mr. O'Brien, overseeing toy distribution, sending toys to children all over the world... That's the closest you can get to being Santa Claus. I never thought of it that way. So, how do you want to begin this interview? Would you like me to just tell you about myself, or do you have some question you'd like to open with? We're not having an interview. 
There is no job. Now, get out of my office before I have to call security. Mr. O'Brien, I have two words for you. Goodbye? Lieutenant Liberty. Okay. Lieutenant Liberty. You can keep saying it. Lieutenant Liberty, an action figure produced by J.C. Toys, popular in the mid to late 1990s. I'm very well aware. Then you know his slogan. Don't take no for an answer. Don't take no for an answer. Now, I may seem like a girl who played with party ponies or Slender Sally dolls, but I'm a fighter, like Lieutenant Liberty. I've noticed. When Christmas of 1998 came around, I wanted a Lieutenant Liberty. I asked my parents every day for two months. They would say no. They would say, Samantha, honey, wouldn't you be happier with a party pony? I stayed strong. I would not settle for a party pony. I refused to take no for an answer then, and I refuse to take it now. Don't take no for an answer was a marketing campaign I designed to make children annoy their parents into buying them for Christmas presents. Well, it also created a movement. Of one? All movements start with one. It created a monster. That's what it did. All right, all right. Very well. You want this job? Of course I do. I mean, do you really want this job? Yes, I'd do anything. Glad to hear. Uh, Erica? Yes, Mr. O'Brien? Can you get Ronald and tell him I'd like to see him in my office? I'll send him in. Thank you. Ronald is the current Senior Assistant Director of Product Distribution. Uh, You have to fire him. Excuse me, sir? You want the job? You have to take it. I want you to look him in the eyes and tell him he's not going to work here anymore. Are you able to do that? Uh, I... If, If you're not, that's fine. The door's that way. No. No. I can do this. Excellent. You wanted to see me, sir? Ah, yes. Have a seat. Ronald, this is Samantha from HR. Ron- <clears throat> Ronald, it's nice to meet you. Likewise. Work, am I right? Yuck. Now, you can be honest with me. You don't really like this job, do you? No, I don't. Really? I love it. Oh. It has been an absolutely incredible experience. But the long hours, right? I'm sure they must be starting to take a toll. I don't mind it at all. To be honest, it beats coming home to an empty house. An empty house? Yes, sir. My wife passed away a little over three years ago. I'm so sorry to hear that again. I appreciate that, sir. It's been rough, but working here, I think, has been the best thing for me. Everyone here is just so friendly. It was my birthday on Tuesday, and they all got me a cake that said Ron on it. Ron, can you believe it? I've always wanted a nickname. I'm sorry for rambling and taking up your time. Uh, What did you want to see me about? Samantha? Okay, I don't know how else to say this, but... Ronald? Ron? We're going to have to let you go. I... I... I don't understand. What, What did I do wrong? Nothing. I wish we... I could tell you why, but please understand, it has nothing to do with you personally. So... I'm fired? Just like that? I'm so sorry. It's just... Sometimes, for the greater good of a company, it has to make sacrifices. If it isn't a good person you are letting go, it's not a sacrifice. When I got this job, I was so excited. I called every relative, every friend, everyone I knew to say, Hey, look at me! I'm going to be working at JC Toys. Number 31 on Fortune Magazine's Best 100 Companies to Work For. I had reached the top third of the mountain. And now, 
After two weeks of me busting my rump, arriving early, staying late, working through lunch, you're going to give me some cock and bull story about the greater good and Ron isn't a cool nickname. Let me tell you this. You may view me as just an easily replaceable cog in a machine, but I loved being a cog. I loved knowing that this machine ran because of something I did. Even if the overall impact of my job was... Ron, I'm... Please don't call me Ron. My new friends called me Ron. I mean, I get it. I'm only the senior assistant director of product distribution at a toy manufacturer. It's not like I'm Santa Claus, but I was okay with that. As a kid on Christmas, I always would think of the elves. Children leave out cookies for Santa and carrots for the reindeer. Yet the elves behind the scenes never get thanks. No kid opens a present and says, Oh, thank you, elves. But without elves, there is no Christmas. I'm sorry I wasn't a good enough elf. Jonathan, you are 150% right. This man is an asset to the company. I didn't believe you until I saw this for myself. He's just what JC Toys needs as its senior assistant director of product distribution. Thank you for indulging us in this exercise, Ronald. You may go back to work. But, but I don't understand. So I'm not fired? Apparently not. Someone would have to be an absolute idiot to think there was a better person for this job than you. Oh, thank you. That means quite a lot. There you go. Now you go back to work and keep up the good effort. Yeah, yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, where are you going? I'm sorry for wasting your time. I don't have what it takes. I'm not a Lieutenant Liberty. Just a stupid party pony. Erica. Yes, Mr. O'Brien? Can you get Brian and tell him I'd like to see him in my office? I'll send him in. Thank you. Sir, I can't. I'm just not cut out for a fire. Brian will show you to your office. You said you could start immediately, and I'm going to hold you to it. I don't understand. Do you remember the original slogan for party ponies? Yes, it was, even after the cows come home, these ponies keep partying. Yeah, I hated that slogan. Thought it was incredibly irritating, but it made our company a ton of money. Like it or not, you are a party pony. And you said it yourself, any suit with half a brain would be lucky to have you. Thank you. You won't be disappointed. So, where am I working? I already told you. In HR. You said you wanted to be Santa Claus? Yes. Then go manage your elves. That was Playing With Fired, written by Stephen Hayat and performed by Marion Thibodeau as Samantha, Tom Kolachin as Mr. O'Brien, Adam Cowart as Ronald, and Devin McSherry as Erica. Intro and outro music, as always, is provided by artist JK47. Joining me now is the writer of this story, Stephen Hayat. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. Uh, so you wrote this play. It's called Playing With Fired. And uh, right away, I already like the title. I like the the play on words. Uh, it's it's well, well-crafted, charming little story, uh, which, you know, it starts off as sort of this straightforward conversation. But then there are these clever reveals along the way, and it leads into this, this twist at the end and the structure, especially for a a 10 minute play. It's really quite marvelous. Uh, so I was wondering if we can, you know, pick your brain a little bit. When you were coming up with the story in your head, did you already have the twists and turns worked out? Or did you kind of discover things along the way that as you were writing, maybe the characters were telling you and, and you went with it? Um, this was a play 
that when I when I was writing playing with fired, I was actually in business school at the time. Um, like I joke, I'm one of the few playwrights with an MBA and not an MFA. Um, so I was in business school and I knew I wanted to write a Christmas play, uh, but I didn't want to do a standard everyone around the Christmas tree type family gathering play. So I was trying to think of something different. And it was one of those things where it was write what you know, and I'm in business school and literally in every case study we do in business school would end with, and then this person got fired. Like we would study this example that would go horribly wrong. And they'd be like, so when you're out in the real world, don't do this. So I came up with the idea because I often like to put characters in really weird, awkward situations and then see what happens. So I thought of an idea of someone applying for a job and really wanting this job, but the only way they could get it is to, if they have to personally fire the person who has the, that position and how awkward that would be and what is someone willing to do and how much do they actually want that position. So I kind of came up with the circumstance and then kind of figured it out as I went. I didn't have an ending in mind when I started. Oh, and, and speaking of the ending, that's probably my my favorite part. You know, just even the last few lines because uh, the the callback. You know, you you said you wanted to be Santa, right? And then mm-hmm. yeah, well, go manage your elves. Just the that callback to that earlier conversation, and then tying it all into Christmas and the theme. That was just uh, such a like the ending. You nailed it. I think is <laughs> is perfect. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, now. The from what I understand, this has a pretty healthy production history, right? Because it's been uh, done at theaters, universities, and some high schools, if I remember correctly. What was funny about this one, though, this play was rejected a ton, and it started off. I uh, when I wrote it and I was sending it around to places, it was just getting so consistently rejected that I was almost at a point of should I stop sending this around as much. And I remember, I forget who said it, but it was, it was early on when someone mentioned that like the secret to getting produced is getting produced. And it was weird. I got uh, a tipping point theater in Michigan, found the play and performed it. And, and shortly afterwards, it was selected by Smith and Krauss to be in their best 10 10 minute plays of 2019. And from like that point forward, it started getting a bunch of hits. Um, and it's been performed, I think, in, in South Korea at a, a festival there. Um, so it's it's really funny because this was a play that started off just getting rejected and rejected and rejected to the point where I was like, should I keep sending it out? Like, is it do I just like this and no one else does? <laughs> and, um, and, and so it was just interesting, this process. I'm just so grateful that it's been able to find homes and that people have wanted to produce it and, and have had fun with it. Yeah, and I appreciate you sort of, you know, allowing me to produce it and giving you a space with a, a different audience that, you know, maybe couldn't make it to one of your productions that have already mm-hmm. happened. Uh, it, as far as the production history goes, is there any production on the stage that's been notable, maybe one you won an award or one that you saw that was just completely amazing, they blew your mind away and all that? I'm trying to think the productions. I've actually never seen this play live on stage. I've seen recordings of it because I've, they've always been done in different states or countries or areas where, where I'm not near it. Um, so one thing I love about a podcast is I'll be able to hear it as it's intended in the moment that it was <laughs> intended yeah, yeah, to hear. Yeah. 
Um, I've actually, no, I've seen it once live. I went to the University of Brockport to see it on stage and they did a really fun job with it. Um, and that was the first time I'd actually seen it on live and seen an audience respond to it. Um, but that's one of the fun things about 10 minute plays is that you get to see different people's interpretations of it, different choices of who they cast in the roles, um, different ages they might cast, like just, and the different spins that each people put on it. Um, how the character of Sam is played, whether very ambitious go-getter, sometimes I've seen it played a little bit very extra. Sometimes It's just interesting to see the different spins that people put on it and how every actor and director can add their own flair. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And as far as your background goes, are you primarily sort of a short play format or do you have a few full length plays in your back pocket or? Yeah, I've, I primarily to this point, I've written short plays. Um, I do have a full length play that was supposed to go up right before the pandemic. And now it's kind of in a to be determined point. Um, and we'll see, we take it one day at a time and we'll see when I spoke with the theater, they, they still want to produce it, but it really depends on when we can safely do it. Um, and I'm working on a couple others and uh, the last few years has been weird um, with the pandemic. Um, I, some theater groups have asked me to write plays more for zoom um, and trying to think of reasons why people would talk to each other through a screen has been a whole new challenge um, yeah. <laughs> to try yeah, to come yeah, up yeah. with that. Um, and one of those plays I actually filmed and I saying filmed in quotes because I recorded through zoom and we used it and my friend edit and we shot it more like a film and we sent that around to different film festivals as well. So uh, I've been primarily in the short film, short play mode, but I'm, I'm looking and trying to get more into full lengths and hopefully knock on wood, my first full length will be performed in 2022, but who knows? <laughs> nice. So other than that, uh, do you have any other, creative projects or any upcoming play productions i guess this is your moment to to plug whatever you got going on uh wh where can people see the next uh stephen hayett play in a theater near them Ooh, that's let me check um i know i have a, a short play coming up at texas a&m is doing one of my short plays date with death um and i think a couple other colleges are doing one of my other short plays date with death i think Playing with Fired, this is the most recent. I don't think I have another one lined up right now, but it's funny because the new play exchange, uh, you'll get random emails on different days of a college who stumbled across this play or someone who wants to do it for a podcast. And yeah, sort of like what I did. Yeah. We, yep. Yeah. <laughs> sure. And it's it's probably one of the nicest surprises in the world when you get home from work that day and check your email. It's like, hey, we found your play. We like it. We'd like to produce it. And <laughs> so but I know I have a few coming up of date with death that are coming up uh, this December. And then I have a one minute play going up in February. Oh, the, <laughs> yeah, I've heard about the one minute plays and I see the calls for them, but I've just never, that just sounds so hard to me. <laughs> it's only like one page and I, I just never been able to dive into that, that format yet. It's, it's hard, especially for me, who's like very more dialogue heavy and likes to speak. Yeah. And, a lot of good one-minute plays I've seen are, are a lot of unspoken uh, communication. And for me, who like will fill a page up with text, I'm like, oh boy, this is hard to tell a story. So it's a challenge for me to 
get it down to that one minute. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. And uh, I hope you have a happy holiday, happy new year, all that good stuff. And uh, I really hope that in the future we can collaborate again. Thank you so much. It was, it was great being here. And I thank you again for choosing my play, uh, for playing with Fired. Thank you all for joining us. And if you are associated with a theater and you would like to produce a stage play version of the story you've heard today, send an email to gatherbythegostlight at gmail.com to get connected with the playwright. And if you enjoy this podcast, maybe you're a longtime listener or maybe this is the first episode you've ever heard, let us know. Please leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. And also be sure to follow Gather by the Ghost Light on social media to stay up to date on new episodes. We still have one more Christmas-themed episode coming your way for the holiday special this year. It's going to be released on Christmas Eve, so make sure you tune in. I'm Jonathan Cook, and as always, stay safe, and I'll see you next time we gather by the ghost light. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.